Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is How to Exceed Your Own Personal and Professional Expectations. And my guest is Steve Brosman. So we'll be talking about new things in business, which is how to boost your results on virtual sales and enrollment calls, and also in personal performance, six key principles to exceed your own personal and professional expectations. And Steve Steve writes exceed in all caps, so you better pay attention. So let me tell you about Steve. He is a former national professional track champion and a nine times Amazon bestselling author in marketing and sales. He has 20 years TV and video experience, including hosting his own network TV show, and has been an executive producer for Warner Brothers. When a back injury cut short his Olympic career, he started his entrepreneurial journey in the fitness industry. He has created several six and seven figure multinational businesses of his own, including inventing and marketing an environmental product selling 4 million units in 26 countries. This guy, this guy's got some track record behind him. Steve has spoken in 15 countries and trained over 65,000 entrepreneurs, professionals, and business owners to stand out in their market. Last year, he was selected and published with 40 of the world's most innovative marketers. Steve currently helps business owners, sales professionals, and entrepreneurs personally perform at the highest level, as well as attract high quality clients and convert them with virtual sales calls without any pushy sales techniques. Steve's latest back pocket guide is the art and science of virtual selling. At the end of the podcast, Steve will tell you where you can get a, get a free copy of it. With that, welcome Steve Rosman. Tone, it is an absolute delight and pleasure to be here, mate. Uh, across the country, across the Pacific, um, I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing some great stuff with your people. So let's as, let's rip into it. As I was telling Steve that before we began the interview, usually, you know, we only do national people that are related, you know, just in America and nationally. We're going to get international later. But uh, Steve, uh, well, Steve's got an excellent resume, as you just heard, but he, he operates nationally in America. He said that 80% of his business is here. So he's extremely qualified all the way around. And I'm really looking forward to this discussion with you, Steve. Mate, it's going to be a blast. Let's go. Great. Okay. The first thing, the six principles in your book, Exceed, were started to be formed back in high school. Tell us about that journey. And also, you have exceeding all caps. Does that have a significance? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, I was born with bent legs, um, bandy, bordering on deformed. Um, in fact, my family nicknamed me Bumblefoot because even just running around, I'd trip over my own feet. And they just said I was just that clumsy. But I love sport. I did pretty good at sport. Um, I was always the third or the fourth kid picked in our school relay team. 
never won the major races, didn't represent the school. And I got to the last year of high school and I said to my dad, I want to win. <laughs> I want to go out a winner. And, and the interesting thing was, is we trained very hard every morning. We'd run around the block and sometimes twice, but we got very good at running around the block, not winning sprint races. So uh, dad got a coach and I started training with him and it was just totally different, very focused on the sprints. I was like, wow, that makes a difference. So I ended up winning the, uh, the high school sports and got to regionals and won that and got to state. No fairy tale there. I got to the finals. And my coach said, Steve, you're really improving. Why don't you keep going? Like, Why not? And then I just kept chipping away at the next goal and the next goal. The next one was to beat some of the, the main adults in our track squad. And then I would get to the next level. I think, oh, well, the next one is to, to win a professional race. And then as things happened, I did progress very, very quickly just by chipping away at those goals and believing I could get to the next bit and the next bit. And within a couple of years, I was Australia's youngest ever national professional track champion. And it was back then that I thought, well, if I'd have set a goal as a kid, who'd never won a race in high school to be a national champion. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have put in the 110% every training session because I could believe I could get to the next bit. And by chipping away and creating what I now call momentum goals, I far exceeded what I ever thought possible at the beginning. And, and that was the real foundation. And when I started writing in the book, I thought all of these principles I'd been living for 30, 40 plus years. And how come I was a kid born with bent legs, became a national track champion? As you mentioned, you know, I crushed three, three discs on my back training for the Olympics. Game over. You know, 10 foot tall and bulletproof one minute and the next minute you can't get out of bed. It was like, right. But I fell in love um, with the fitness industry during rehab. And again, my goal, open up a health club, help a lot of people, do it differently, but ended up creating quite a number of um, major businesses just from that. You know, it's, it's not uncommon for someone who has a handicap or a deficiency to really turn it around and, and springboard off it to excellence and, and you know, acclaim uh, you know, when I was, and it's not uncommon on one hand, on the other hand, it takes a special kind of person to use that terminology. It has to, they have to have the kind of wherewithal to do that. Uh, when I was a life coach, basically what I did, uh, I help people lead with their strengths and to minimize their weaknesses, but, you know, typically. But uh, you're more the, the, uh, the former than the latter, it seems. I mean, it seems like you really had the wherewithal to you had this issue with your legs and you're like, no, 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 I'm going to be a, a winner. Yeah. And, and, and that's the way I played it. And the interesting thing was that my life, my position in the public, because I was the track sprinter, I played first grade rugby league in my hometown. You know, I, I was the sports guy. Now within a split second, that was ripped away from me. And I'm lying there thinking, so who is Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah, Steve have... coming up next? And one of the 
You the didn't just have things... a physical crisis. You had an identity crisis. Yeah, yeah. And and that, that could have hurt me more mm, sure. than, than the physical. And it was like, well, the first thing I did was I accepted responsibility for my, my accident, my injuries. You know, I kept throwing all of these extra training in and I just kept throwing it in and throwing it in and, and sooner or later my body broke. So I said, well, that, that's the first thing. I'm not going to walk around blaming anybody or anybody. That, that was it. I took full responsibility and that was a good start. And I was like, well, what's next? That was it. It's like, what's next? And who am I going to become? And one of the big things that I do every year is set down three words that are going to be my three words for the year. And um, the three for this year, and I'm actually going to keep them again next year, is believe, grow, and leverage. I believe, do a similar thing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> believe that I can, I should, I deserve. Yep. Grow, grow as a person and grow my business. And then leverage, work with great people like you. And it, it all comes down to, okay, when I set a goal and I never set New Year's resolutions, they're always just momentum goals. And it's like, well, okay, I've set the goal. Who do I have to become to achieve that? Mm -hmm. Not what do I do? That, that comes next. <laughs> but who do I have to become? And there's that, there's that's that identity. Yeah, I, I didn't, you know, I'm a practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and there's different logical levels, we call them, or uh, levels of, of persuasion or personal motivation. And identity is, is at the top, just above that is spirituality, but identity is a top thing to, in order for a person to operate that way. That's, so you discover that all, all on your own, it seems. Yeah, and, and that's... And fortunate enough, um, several years ago, my wife and I got to spend a week on Necker Island with um, Sir Richard Branson and, a, and a handful of other people. And that was really cool. And came away with that with four mores. And the first one is be more, have more, give more, play more. That's wonderful. And it starts with be more. Be more, mm -hmm. have more, you can get out there and you can earn more. Did you get that you from want. Branson? Um, it was from other people in there, but they only had three, and I stuck "be more" on the front of it. All right, Steve, you added it. That's great. Yeah, I added to it, and it was like, well, you know what? Um, yeah, once you have more, you can give more, but most importantly, play more. Ah, that's the, you're emphasizing play more. That was the last. That was the last one. Is play more. Spoken Life like a true sportsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just enjoy what you do. Fantastic. Now, let me get back to exceed a moment. Uh, I mentioned uh, the six principles. What are the six principles? Well, the, the first one is believe. And, and I believe that is where people go wrong in setting goals is they may set and people say set a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. In their heart, most people don't believe that they can get to that goal. Mm. So they probably go in around about 80, 90% having a crack at it because they don't want to be seen to giving it hundred percent because if they don't get there, they'll feel like they're a failure. But if you go in only giving hundred percent or 80% within the first few weeks, you're going to slip back behind 
the target line. Hmm. You know, after let's just say I want to run a 10K race. I haven't run one before. So I might go out and say, well, okay, well, I don't really believe. So I'm not going to put the full amount of training in. And then two weeks into it, you're falling behind schedule. And three weeks into it, you're even further behind. Four weeks and you're giving up. You say, well, you know what? No, don't like it. Or in business, they set super high targets, expecting their people not to get them anyway. But they really would have been happy with 75%. And what happens is that person feels like a loser where when you set and you absolutely believe, then you set the goal to smash through it. If you believe you can do it, you can always find a half a percent here and a half a percent there. That, that's got, that's principle number five, do more than is expected. You already you're jumped always. into number five, finish up at number one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to, the interesting thing is these goals are not linear. All right, they're, right. Yeah, and they, right. they they're all, related. They're yeah, related. they all intertwine mm. and, and do more than is expected. And the last one is ruthless focus. So if you believe and you got ruthless focus, then you'll find goal number five. You'll put in more. Then you've got a plan and team, and they all actually fit in together. And that's why yeah, yes. I talk about them as all together instead of step one is this, step two is this. Well, when you truly believe, you will find that extra bit and if all you did each day was find a half a percent. Now, by the end of the month, that all adds up. Hell yeah. And you're in front of the timeline and you hit the goal with momentum. You hit the end of the goal. You either done more or you get there early and you do what I call, you get the slingshot effect. You slingshot onto the next goal and it's a, perfect time of year we talk about this tony because now it's let's set the goals for next year and everybody is talking about striving to reach the goal and reaching for the goals and as if it's like and and the visual is you're starting off at the bottom of the hill climbing to the pinnacle now what happens in a hill it's less steep it's wider you can have more speed and more people around you. But as you're getting closer and closer to the goal, it gets steeper, narrower, harder, and you can have less people around. Yes. I think that's upside down. Mm. Picture your goal setting. You're at the top of a hill, you have an idea, and you start a snowball rolling. You start from the top instead of from the bottom. <laughs> and you start going. And then that idea gets a bit of momentum and it gets bigger. So more people jump on board and say, yeah, I want to be a part of this. And then it's getting bigger and bigger and getting more and more momentum. And the great thing is if obstacles get in the way, it doesn't stop you because you're climbing up. You got gravity. You on your smash side. it. You go over <laughs> the top, you go around it. It doesn't matter. You've got the momentum, you've got the team. And then you hit the valley with such momentum. You're halfway up to the, the wow. next bit anyway. Steve, and you're you know, going. I, I'm a coach, you know, and, and uh, you know, all that that is a wonderful paradigm shift. You turned it on its head, literally. You, you, yeah. the other, that is a fantastic, you know, inverse of what's typically described as the process. One, the, did you come up with that yourself? That's excellent. Yeah, that is yeah, fantastic. I, I just like that. I, I, because to me, momentum and slingshot is what it's all about, and it's built on science. And you'll love this because you, you talked about neuroscience. 
um, Professor Ian H. Robin, I've written it in several of my books. He wrote The Winning Effect or The Winner's Effect. Now, what happens as an animal or fish, as we've been evolving, whenever we had a win, which was typically a kill, hmm. uh, we would have a surge of dopamine and testosterone. Bang. We felt good. We felt stronger. We had confidence ready for a bigger kill. Now, what people in organizations that set these big goals that they aren't expected to achieve, they're missing out on the psychological and physical benefits of continually having wins. Not easy wins, but if you set the right goal that you know you can achieve, but you've got to work damn hard. And then you've looked for, you've got ruthless focus, you've got the plan, you've got the team, and you do more than is expected. Then, and you've got the belief, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, all in one. If you've got all those operating, you will hit it and you will have a win. Now, have you ever seen a sports person that continually comes second and third and second and third and just misses? Yes, but then has one win and then just goes on a winning streak. That's what happens. Uh, They're not a different person. They haven't done any different in training. They've just had that surge, that confidence, the psychological and physiological boost. And then they just keep rolling. And that's what you know, exceed is all about is if you set the right goals with the right belief, with the right plan and the right team, with the right focus, and you do more than is expected, you'll continually smash through goals on your way to other ones and bigger ones with great momentum. And that's what it's all about. This book Exceed sounds more than intriguing. It sounds very useful and valuable. Great stuff. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come right back with Steve Ross. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. Ever heard of accelerated learning techniques? What if you learned more deeply than ever before? What if you remembered what you learned far better than ever before? Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can understand perhaps better than ever before. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're here with Steve Brosman. He just went into the six principles of his book, Exceed. And I got to say, they sounded quite compelling. That sounds like a fantastic strategy, Steve. I mean that quite sincerely. Especially, I love how you, you turn the old uh, description of going up a hill on its head, literally, uh, that fantastic stuff, man. It sounds like you got some really valuable stuff to share with people. Uh, but let's go back to uh, something you, we talked about earlier, uh, a serious setback, uh, a physical setback. You had a back injury, and you said it wasn't just a physical crisis. It was identity crisis. Uh, how did you – you said that you used your principles to get through that. Uh, how did you do that at the time? Well – because the reason why I think this is a very valuable yeah. topic is people have setbacks all the time and that's always a, you know, a crossroads, you know, do I take this fork or this direction? So I will, I want to hear this. Well, the first thing, and, and I've written about it in the book as well in uh, several of my books is 
you need to take control of your own energy and emotions first. Mm. Don't let anybody steal your energy. Don't let anything steal your energy. And, and we are all energy. And that that's the big thing that I see some people, they'll get up first thing in the morning, they'll jump on social media. Somebody's written a post you don't like. You start having an argument on there. And before you know it, half your day is stuffed and you've done nothing for you and just that post that person has stolen your time and energy so when you control your own energy and i'm a very emotive person very passionate about who i'm with and what i do but i also control where my energy and emotions go mm -hmm. and i believe that nobody has the right to make you feel anything people can do things people can say things it's your choice how you react. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be cold, stone-hearted at all, but you choose how you react and where you direct your energy and emotion. So when I had my setbacks, it was like, well, as I mentioned earlier, the first thing I did is I took responsibility for whatever part of that setback I played. And that's where most people don't. They look for blame, the that's society. Critical. An accident happened. Well, and who can you know, yeah. you know, and you know, you're in Australia, by the way, Steve, for an Australian, your English is very good. <laughs> you're in Australia. I don't know how it is in Australia, but I imagine it's quite similar. Here in America, there is a victim mentality that is so pervasive, that is incredibly has a grip on society that people actually seem to want to be victims. And now I know that there's, you know, there's, there's something to be gained by that. But to me, it's so myopic. Uh, you know, and I know so I'm a, I happen to be a recovered drug addict, you know, until I took responsibility for myself. And that was the beginning of my per, of my true personal development journey in terms of having strides of su measurable success. When I take responsibility for myself and everything about it and everything that happened to me, I had at least a part in. Boy, that's really was a game changer for me. Absolutely. And that's I, I see it. it it's more prevalent over there, but it's catching on over here mm. is as soon as you have an accident or something happens, th there are no such thing as accidents. There's other people's fault. Right. It's like, what? <laughs> you, you tripped over the concrete. Well, let's sue whoever put the concrete down. Well, you know, it's just like, uh, no, take responsibility, accept, learn from what you, the part that you had in. And if other people had a part in it, what was your role in choosing or working with them? And then move on, because if you keep looking backwards, you're going to keep falling over. You can only go forward if you're going to look forward. And well, what's it's it's always what's next. And yeah, like I, yeah, broke my back, crushed three discs, game over as far as an athlete goes. Gradually got back, um, but I fell in love with the fitness industry. I wouldn't be here talking to you if I hadn't had that accident. Right. So I'm thankful every day. Yeah, I haven't had a day without pain since. So what? I live with it. But I'm, I wouldn't be here talking to you and I wouldn't have the life that I have right now if I didn't have that. So going down that path and being able to you know, open up the health club, travel the world, speak and impact the lives of so many people, it's a blessing. And, you know, coming from I'm, a... You know, I, uh, I'm Right now, I happen to be studying um, the meditations by Marcus Aurelius with my protege and we're actually making it into a course 
which we'll put into auxilium, which is my virtual coaching program, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Aurelius professes the idea of providence, which is that everything that happens was supposed to happen. Now, I never subscribed to this before. I was like, no, you know, it's a common conception is that everything happens for a reason. I, I was like, listen, okay, there's too much chaos. There's too much disorder for that. Or if it does happen for a reason, very often it's a stupid reason. But I really, I really let this go as I studied Aurelius and, and, and more, the more I thought about it, contemplated it with an open mind to realize that everything that happened has led me to this point. Uh, and here's the point where I can do, make the choices that I can make. Uh, and that's the critical thing, because if I was somewhere else, I'd, I'd have a different position. But the fact mm -hmm. is, I'm in this position. This is reality, not some dream, not some wish, which I which I found only hurts me if I think about it too much, because it takes away from my power of where I am now. So I really buy into this is that, yeah, that that back injury that was necessary. Not only was it necessary, it was good. Yeah. It was good. So absolutely yeah so we and stop criticizing and whining and victimizing and then and turning on its head go from the bottom of the hill to the pinnacle as you described it's a game changer yeah there are so many things that uh, as i was going through my business life you know sure i i applied those the, the exceed principles into my personal and sporting life but as i was growing and going it, it's a matter of First and foremost, having the belief. And I took in my sales training about increasing the buying energy of the people before you get to talk to them. Is a lot of people will say you got to give out a lot of good content, you got to, you know, content, talk about me, aren't I good, etc. Instead of creating the relationship and increasing the buying energy. Now, one of the things that will increase the buying energy is obviously videos, but if I see your energy, Tony, and I can see it and I can feel it, that you've got that great belief and passion without having to say, I am passionate about, which everybody does, but why don't you let your body and your face know? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if I can feel your energy, that you believe in your product and you're passionate about it, then my buying energy goes up. And then you, when you do it right and you choreograph it right, you actually get on the call and only have calls with excited, informed, inspired people instead of, yeah, I know about you. Let's have this sales call with no energy whatsoever. So having that belief, and here's a real quick story. When I opened up my health club, I believed in fitness for all. I had programs for kids and seniors, overweight, all the people that nobody really wanted to play with in the body beautiful era. You know, in the eighties, it was the, you know, the leotards and the, the bodybuilders. Well, I wanted to help the rest. And it just so happened there was 80% of them and not the 5% of the body beautiful. So to me, it was a good business sense, but we had a kid's club called the gym jam club. We, had about 15 or 20 kids and then the school that my nieces were going to said steve can you come and do a a class for our kids and i said yeah sure so i went and did a class and it was 300 plus kids had them laughing screaming yelling sweating and the teachers were going 
you can control 300 kids and you can get them to do exercise like that. And I thought, I don't have to have 300 kids at my gym. We could set up outreach programs and have after school. On the spot, I said, how many would like to come to a class after school through the week? And most of the kids put their hand up and I thought, well, if only 10% of you turn up, I'm happy. So that was bang. We set up within a couple of weeks, we set up um, outreach. And within 12 months, we had a spot on the local uh, kids TV channel doing a five minute exercise segment. We had 27 locations across the Hunter Valley, which is like the Napa Valley. Um, and then after that one class, I ran back. My sister was a business partner. I ran into my office and I just scribbled. I just drew all this up and I drew all this up. And about an hour later, I said, look at this. Jim Jim's going to be an international network. And she said, that's nice. Now get back to work. <laughs> and within five years, we had franchises in five countries. Wow. Because so, the belief was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Fantastic. Great stuff. But she kind of she kind of grounded you. You, you know, you had the vision. She's like, okay, yeah, the vision's great, but you something's gotta get done now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, she a, was... that's a problem that I have. You know, you talked about the outset having <laughs> these great grand goals. I I I'm you know. You got to have grand goals, but you got to have the goal that you can work on today with, with, you know, pragmatically. That's because if I, the grand goal will either paralyze me uh, in, in impotency, or I'll just be fantasizing about it so much and, and, and I'll be just as para paralyzed, you know, cause I, you know, mm. yeah, go on. I see you. In my head, <clears throat> I talk about aspirations and goals. Mm. I don't set the big hairy audacious goal. I yeah. call it an aspiration. That's something that I would aspire to. Yes. The goals right. is something that I've got a plan to work towards. There you go. Absolutely. And Great. by calling it an aspiration, um, it doesn't fit into the goal. And my momentum goals are always getting to the next level and to the next level. Great. Do you give timelines to the goals? Deadlines or timelines? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Very yep. good. Making sure. And that's why when you do it the right way, and you apply number five, find something more to do today than you thought possible. What's not on the list that I can do today? Do <laughs> I make that extra call? Do I do this? Do I not do something? That is a and, wonderful point. Yeah, because we all know none of us are operating at 100%. None of us. So, it's, you know, I was just having this conversation earlier. You know, yeah. And, you know, people like, oh, Tony, you, you know, you're great at this. Uh, yeah, wait a second, let me tell you something. I mostly fail. I mean, that, I'm not even saying that self with self-deprecation, but I'm, I am failing my way to success. I mean, I'm already successful, but I'm not nearly as effective as I'd like to be. And I mostly fail at, what, at, the, at the things that I aspire to. But my goals, I, I do work at them and I am on my way and I'm moving along. You know, I, I embrace uh, what... Earl Nightingale said, you know, remember Earl Nightingale? Yeah, yeah. He said, success is the progressive realization towards a worthwhile goal. And that's, and that's, I I embrace that. That's it. I know. And some days I make great strides. Other days it's quite unquote shameful, but I'm in the game and I'm making, I'm doing my best. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's the big thing is like, they're your goals. It's you, it's your journey. And 
one of the things that we do forget to do is a choreograph where you can have a win and b celebrate it mm. recognize yourself hey i've done something you know because there's a lot of stuff going on out there right now and it's not that attractive i'll give you another tip in a second it's not that great you know listening to all the negative that's going on out in the world right now always look for the positive but the other thing is make sure that you can choreograph to have some wins and so you can yeah whether it's a shorter goal to get something done and really celebrate it might just be hey i actually did find the half percent and i did it today that's a win because that gives you the surge of testosterone and dopamine. And when you start really manipulating the happy hormones, your life will change. You will be excited and energetic. Actually, now that's two things I'm going to share with you. Okay, talking about the... Um, see, see I, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. When we come back, I want to hear about those two things and more. We'll come right back with Steve Brosman. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Do you know why most wealthy people are that way? It's because they think like wealthy people, and a fool and his money are soon parted. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where you can actually transfer the wealth mentality into your own brain, and you will think wealth. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. I just abruptly stopped Steve Brosman. He's about to share the two things, uh, and we're going to get a lot more from that. Steve, right back at you. Well, the first thing is, uh, with everything that's going on right now out in the world, is yeah, my wife will see something on the news or read something, and she'll get really upset by it. And I will take it to heart and I'll look at it and I'll, I'll see the same thing. But my golden rule is observe, don't absorb. Wonderful. I can look at it. I, I watch the news yeah. and I see what's going on. I have to. I, I work around the world. And the big thing with that is, yeah, I can see what's going on, but I have a choice to let it affect me or not. If I can't, if I can do something about it, I'll get in, I'll do something about it. But if I can't, then I have to let it go. There's no sense me getting upset and it taking away from my effectiveness somewhere else, helping other people. But that's the thing is observe, observe, don't absorb. That's the essence of personal development is to be more cause and less at effect. And I found that even before I became a life coach and all that, because otherwise, if I was... If I allowed myself to be affected, I was basically a leaf in the wind, you know, and, and, and it was so hard to stay focused, to get things done when I had all these things affecting me, whether they be big things on the news or things right in my, my real world, you know, 360 degrees around me, I've got to be proactive and strive to be focused and as self-disciplined. Let me tell you, I was an ex, I'm an ex paratrooper and now I'm 57. Self-discipline is still my weakest link, <laughs> you know, I still, you know, strive to do things that I don't, I haven't done very well, you know, to be fair. However, you know, I also strive to beat myself up with a feather and to drop the bat and pick up the feather, you know. So that's but, just added one more thing to the list to tell you um, yes. that, well, I, I operate by the four B's. 
brain, body, brand, and business in that order. I like the that. brain is my mindset. The body is I got to look after myself. And so far today, my routine, I've worked on my mindset, my journaling, etc. I've already had a workout and um, brand. I work on my brand and obviously my business. A lot of people just start and end with the last thing. Steve, how do you define brand? I hate putting brand in a box. It's who you are. <laughs> I just are. forced you. Yeah, it's who you are, what you stand for, and how you portray it daily mm. out there into the community. And a lot of people think about branding as their their colors and their logo. It, it, it's it's you. Now, I talk a lot on positioning first. It's how you perceived in the community, in the marketplace. And branding is the communication of that positioning. Right. And, and that's the big thing. So my brand is innovative, fun, laconic, energetic. That, that's my brand yeah. as well as, yes, I've got all these other pretty things behind me. Right. Um, but but that's, that's the thing. The, the thing that I was going to get to is a lot of people look at me and say, Steve, you seem to be on all the time. Well, <laughs> yeah, there are down days and there are down times. However, one of the key things that I'm very keen to share with your people is a morning routine is crucial. And there, there's a non-negotiable set of things that I do in the first five minutes. Non-negotiable. First I'll wake minutes. up, I'll do a, a quick, body head check yep little mini power meditation within a couple of minutes but then my feet are not allowed to hit the ground until i find something that i'm excited about that day wow that's fantastic i do not get out of bed having a mediocre day expecting is, a mediocre day i think i'm gonna they do that. not that is awesome they do not hit the ground until what is at least the one thing now i was really excited about i didn't have to wait too long it was eight o'clock but i'm getting up you're a late podcast interview for me i'm quite often doing them at four and five a.m in the morning really wow yeah what time what time is so, it there right now um it's only 8 30 a.m oh wow <laughs> so but the, i hit the ground excited and then the next thing is because of the physiology we've been shallow breathing all night I will do some deep breathing exercises while I'm doing some cross patterning exercises to stimulate the both hemispheres of the brain and then have water. And sometimes it's got other little things in it with your lemon juices and all those, my own little recipes, because we've been dehydrating ourselves overnight. I don't know whether people know this, but if you've ever held a cold mirror when you're breathing on it or breathing on cold glass, it fogs up and people will think it's because it's a cold mirror or cold surface. No, we breathe that out every time we breathe. I thought those were evil spirits. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Of course. We're, so we're truly vaporizing it with every exhalation. Yeah. So we are dehydrating ourselves overnight. So the first thing I do is I put the oxygen back in and stimulates the brain. I put the water back in and rehydrates the body. Um, I've done some cross patterning that really gets both hemispheres of the brain going and I'm getting out of bed excited. That, that takes me three minutes. Wow. That's a Walk over, put the coffee on and start journaling. 
that fantastic people say how do you start the day on fire well i light the fire <laughs> right right you've you've gathered the wood and you've you've lit it at the, from the beginning yeah yeah and you know my journaling starts every time as you know what are the three to five things that i'm grateful for previously and coming up that's not a bad way to start the day. No, I'd say more the opposite. Fantastic, man. <laughs> that is that is a wonderful ritual, man. That is excellent. Man, listeners, are you are you getting that? You should be jotting this down at the, or at least coming back. That is great stuff. I'm I'm gonna be adopting that. At least at least some of it. That is great. Yeah, it's it's um and I'm apart from being an, a, a high-level athlete, I'm also a track coach i've coached i had one one kid one young guy come to me he couldn't bench press 20 pound um he ended up running in the 400 at the olympics wow i've coached and consulted to olympic gold medaling teams around the world premiership soccer um english soccer league champions um runners up in the u.s tennis open trained those people so I, my calling and really just happened over the weekend. So I haven't formulated it. You're the first person and your listeners <laughs> are the first people to hear this. I'm going to put a program together that's called Break, Break Free 23. It's break, through, break Free Everything That's Been Holding Them Back. Personally, professionally, a lot of the, the things that you've been hearing here, I'm, I, I have already in a program and putting it together. So I'm just putting it out now to the world. It's public. I must do it. So I love it. <laughs> Damn it. I love you've, it. You've, you've dragged it out it. of me. Um, and it, it's going to be probably we'll run it early January where we're going to turn their goal setting on their head. We're going to turn their goal achievements on their head. We're going to give them the brain, the brain, brain, body, brand, and business techniques to be able to really be on fire, as well as, you know, the positioning and the packaging and the selling, the, the business stuff, which can happen. But when you get it all mixed in together, life's good. You know, you you see, you overcome. You've got the snowballs rolling down the hill, smashing through the barriers. And you feel as if you're on fire and you've got the momentum going. Fantastic. Great stuff. I love, and, and it's, it's a perfect segue that, that, and I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that break free 23. That is great, Steve, Steve. So let's take a, a moment to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to get into the business, the sales and the marketing stuff, because Steve does that big time as well. Great stuff. So let's hear, let's hear from our sponsor. Come right back with Steve Brosnan. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. What if you could get the results of being coached without a human coach? What if a computer could coach you? Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can get coached without scrutiny, judgment, or pressure. You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're having a fantastic discussion with Steve Rosman. He's really kicking my ass with this great stuff he's given. I mean, on really multifaceted stuff. I'm really digging it and appreciating it, appreciating it really sincerely. So let's get into uh, another critical part of what this podcast is about. 
Uh, and that's business excellence. And if you don't think sales and marketing is a critical part of business, your business probably blows. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into that now. Now, Steve, you made, firstly, you made a conscious shift from authority marketing to more helping with virtual selling. Why is that? And why is what you do different? Look, <clears throat> I never liked selling because I was taught the old school way. Just mm -hmm. present and pitch, push hard, pitch right. again, overcome objections, pitch again. And I just didn't like it, didn't feel comfortable with it. It's, which is quite interesting because I've sold millions of dollars worth of stuff. I've sold franchises around the world. We sold 4 million of that environmental product into 26 countries. I sold lots of stuff. But when it came to selling me, I sucked. <laughs> and that's where a lot of people, I'll, I'll put my hand up. I just didn't like, and I still don't like selling me the old school way. Hey, I'm good by me. It just didn't resonate. So I was teaching authority marketing, but for seven years, all of my people were saying, Steve, this is the best sales training ever. And I said, don't you dare call me a sales trainer. <laughs> not, not if you want to live. Don't you dare call me a sales trainer because I didn't want to be one of those. Right. But when I looked at it, it's like, you know what? It is. And I have to come out, accept and say, look, here is how you can sell. Now, We've been talking about energy. We're talking about all the way through and how to increase the buying energy. And it starts back with the, the you. Who are you? Most people out there, in fact, the study says 88% of businesses cannot clearly articulate their point of difference. They can't. That's my, my topic around that is they, they're suffering from the brown box syndrome. And the brown box syndrome is there could be gold inside. But if you're sitting on the shelf looking the same as all the other brown boxes, like a coach, a consultant, a trainer, a broker, an advisor, and a financial advisor, a business coach, a life coach, if you're an A, you're suffering from brown box syndrome. And quite often, the lowest common denominator is price. And you get shopped around or you have to really work hard to continually justify who you are and what you do. The buying energy to get on a call with another coach, physio, chiro, whatever, another A, is quite low. So when you go to become a unique authority, and that might be the creator of, and you are the creator of, and you've got a couple of these behind you. I'm the sales innovator. I was the authority catalyst. And my new one, which I will reveal shortly, is another V. When you move from an A to a V, your life and your bank balance changes. The buying energy goes up. I'm talking to the person, the creator of this. And we help people create their packaging and we help them create what we call their client conversion blueprint. It's, it's a tool, it's a weapon, it's a visual on the schematic on how you achieve their goals not how you do your business. And that's super important. So once you've got that initial positioning, a lot of people will then say, well, then you have to qualify the prospect. Well, that doesn't make them feel good. That's just saying, you are the right person for me to sell to. That does nothing for buying energy. We talk about cultivate. Now, cultivate is watering. 
fertilizing, but pruning somewhere along the line. If somebody, let me take you through a real simple example where people can understand exactly how it works. If somebody connects with me on LinkedIn or they're referred to me, they will get a quick reply. There'll be a little video. Hey, here's a little video to say hi. Talks briefly who I am, asking that I want to find out more about them. It's a conversational video. It's also to get to know to my, you know, get to like my personality. And they will get one of my back pocket guides. 30, 40 minute read, good quality information, couple of videos inside. At that point, they can self prune. They could think Steve's an idiot or I love him. Either way, I don't care because I don't want to talk to lukewarm people. You let them qualify they, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, you and, don't let it. You you orchestrate it. Yeah, yeah. Self, yeah, give them a hurdle to jump over. And then quite often they'll book in for a call of some description. And if they do that, then they'll get a, a video back to them. And if it's going into a high-level call, it'll be a personal video. Hey, Tony, store your book in for your call. Absolutely brilliant. Mate, I've had a look at your website. I've had a look at your LinkedIn profile. I've got some great ideas. I can't wait to share with you. I'll see you on the call. What do you think that's done for the buying energy going onto the call? Right. It's fantastic. I've had three people in seven years not turn up. <laughs> what, what do you think that does for profitability, time. A lot of people say, yeah, we get 20, 30% just don't show up. You build the buying energy, getting them onto the call. And then it's, there's three levels of influence. And I'll get off my soapbox in just a second. There's no, the imposed. It. No, but, ooh, it's fantastic. There's the imposed influence, which is what 90% of people do. I'm giving you all of this great information about us with the hope that, you will make an informed decision. That's old school. The next level of influence is collaborative. And the science behind it, and they've, they've got all these other technicals, my rule is when they're involved, they invest. So if we've got the physical blueprint, the system, the schematic of how we work together, we'll stop on what I call value pit stops. And we'll say, well, from what you said, Tony, you are having issues with this. Here's what our system does. How's that affecting your business? How's that make you feel? That's swinging the pendulum one way. And then we swing it the other way. Well, we can do this, this, this. What would it mean to you if we did that in your business and then quantify a result? If we work together, yep. And then annotate it on the screen or on the, on the pad, whichever we, we've got. And then as you're going around, because you're annotating and you're collaborating, also going around, you're doing the, the last one, which is confirm. So if we were to work on that and gave you an extra 10,000 or you found an extra 10,000 per month, is that a priority of yours right now, Tony? Right. Yeah, great. Leave it, move on. So we've got the DNQC conversation formula. Data, give some information. N is narrative. Tell a quick story of how somebody else worked with you and got a result. Quantify. What would it mean to them? Confirm. When you have that conversation, it's a relaxed conversation. Well, here's some information of what we do. You said you got a problem there. Hey, that reminds me of somebody we just worked with last year. Had the same problem. We worked on it. They got this result. 
If we did that for you, what would that mean? Quantify. Is that a priority of yours? Yeah, okay. You also said this. Can you see how our system works? Yeah. At the end of it, conversation. Look, Tony, from what you have said, add up, add up, add up, add up, add up. That is agreed implementable value. Add them all up. By the look of it, if we put this system into your business, from what you've said, that's going to be an extra 50000 per month. Mate, should we get started on this sooner rather than later? <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's your presenting pitch to collaborate and confirm. That's your transition. Yep, get away from uh, yeah, present and pitch, right. get into the collaborate and confirm. Fantastic. And because they've been involved and it's visual in front of them and they have collaborated with you, yeah. then it you really don't give them an out. And if they say yes, but there might be some obstacles. So that's the big thing. When they say, yeah, it makes sense, we should do this, but I've got an issue with finances, or but I've got an issue with timing. That's not an objection. It's an obstacle. Right. An objection is the right to say no. An yeah. obstacle is, well, let's keep collaborating. <laughs> let's work through it. Fantastic. It changes the psychology in selling immensely. Steve, you know, we've come to the end of the interview, and I've got to say quite sincerely, you know, this, this interview, the, the podcast is about business excellence and personal development. I don't know if anyone who's married the two as well as you. Uh, fantastic, sublime. I mean, I, I, it's just incredible, fantastic, great stuff, man. Really, really appreciate this. It's the discussion has been so valuable, and people, I want people to get your stuff for sure, and we're going to promote it. But just from this very discussion, you have shared so much useful stuff. All the person has to do be writing it down, uh, but we'll go beyond that. So, uh, how does a person get a hold of you or find out more about you? Uh, well, I'm old school. Hey, send me an email. <laughs> it's right. very easy. Steve at stevebrosman.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just Steve Brosman. Uh, I've actually, I'm a sprinter. I move fast. I've actually got one better back pocket guide after the one that you just mentioned, which is how to sell yourself without selling your soul. And I'm going to update you and send you the new link to, to get that. And that's key for people that we've probably got a lot of great coaches, trainers and everything out there that might be struggling with that. It's how to sell yourself without selling your soul. And we'll, we'll send them to get that as well. And well, uh, well, tell them right now, Steve, tell where, where they can go to get it, because that's, I would love that. Yeah. The it's very easy. It's it's steveprossman.com forward slash. And there's a couple of letters here, BPG for back pocket guide, then S soul for sell yourself without selling your soul bpg s s o u l i'm sure you're going to have them in the links and mate uh i can see something really cool happening between you and i coming up real soon uh, i see it oh boy we're, we're <laughs> synchronized bro uh i definitely see it, especially uh, uh the break free 23 and other things you've talked about the the uh the art and science of virtual selling this is i fit I really appreciate it. This is the beginning of a relationship for sure, but I really appreciate meeting you and you sharing all this valuable stuff, but um, we're going to be doing stuff together, bro. Uh, I can see it. And we'll talk about it after, after we end this interview, which we're at the end. So do you have any final remarks for the audience? I'm going to go back to my first book and it was titled stand up 
stand out or stand aside. Being an Aussie, you can probably guess by now, um, I really wanted a title of be different or bugger off. But my wife, an Amazon expert, said, no, you can't do that. But it is stand up, stand out or stand aside. It doesn't say stick your head up and have a quick look. No, believe in yourself and then stand up, stand out. I love it. Stand aside. I love it. And boy, you, you, that really resonates with me, man. That's uh that is the truth. That that is the that's the stuff right there, bro. Great stuff, Steve. You have been a most wonderful guest. I really appreciate meeting you and everything you've shared with the audience. Very very valuable stuff. I highly recommend they go to your website and get the the free stuff that you offer, and then maybe even buy from you. Uh, and I want to remind the audience that we're all responsible for ourselves. And we could all use a little help. With that, thanks for listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Thank you, Steve Brosman. We'll see you on the nice next welcome. episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.